Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of season five of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock. I'm the lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship, and I'm joined by, and I'll let her introduce herself today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Do something a little different. I'm Tara Wiedemeyer, licensed professional counselor, and we're excited to have you with us today. Yeah. So Tara, a couple episodes ago, you gave me a statement. I wasn't quite prepared for it, but I got to respond to it. So I thought we'd reverse that today. Oh, turnabout's fair play. Turnabout is fair play. Uh, do you ever wonder where some of these old sayings come from? Like, what, was there a kid one day on the playground said, turnabout is fair play, and then all of a sudden it became this national, I do. worldwide phenomenon. And I, sometimes I, I look that. it up and I'm disappointed by <laughs> yeah. its origin story. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not as good. All right, so here is the statement. So one of the things we do at Hope Fellowship is we have these cultural statements. They're supposed to guide the staff and help us think about ways to be more of a, a well-working oiled machine, a well-oiled machine. Okay. That's a better way to say it. I wonder where that one came from. All right. And so here's the statement. I'll let you respond to it. All right. Ready? Ready. Healthy you equals healthy us. Ready? Respond. Well, thank you for asking, Brock. Um, here's what I got for you. So if we're doing this from the lens of marriage, I would say that lines up very well with a lot of the stuff we've already discussed. Well, yeah, I guess it would be appropriate for us to talk about marriage. Yeah, I figured you weren't talking. No, it wasn't about like healthy you equals healthy podcast coupling. Here. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, so, oh, calm down. Don't wow. say it so harshly. <laughs> I didn't mean that so way. I think for me, this means, again, staying in my lane, okay. or as Brock likes to say, drawing the circle. But the healthier I am and you know, that's a big, broad umbrella, but everything that falls under that, as far as like more awareness, healing, you know, do, being a better communicator, healthier communicator, and just overall health and wellness as a, as a person and as a spouse, that is only going to enhance my marriage and make it healthier. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what my spouse is doing, I can only control what I can control. So if I am doing the hard work and being consistent and diligent to become a healthier person that is going to positively impact or affect my marriage. It's like you're Did a, I pass? It's like you're a trained therapist or something like that. Yeah. It's so weird. No, because I, I know in my marriage, as I look back over the years, that when I went on a journey of being healthier myself, it had such an impact on us together. Uh, and so it just seems it seems a little reverse. Like if the other person would just change but we have no control over that. We can't do that. But the more I pursue my own health, it seems to give me the grace to forgive quicker, mm -hmm. uh, to be more gracious in my speech. And that has an effect on our relationship. So the healthier I get, the healthier we get. Even if the other person is not necessarily on a great journey of health, it still is a modeling type of trusting behavior that seems to just really have a lot of impact. Absolutely. All right. So as we talk about being healthy, we wanted to focus on something today. And so, Tara, I want to give you a, a little thought here. And so, right. and again, you can you can tell me how incorrect this is, as you're prone to do. Um, and so, so I always think of health as this journey. I picture like a car, all right, and the four tires of the car. And so, the journey's a little tough already. There's a lot of, uh, oh, ooh, I'm going to use a big word here, undulation. Ooh. Wow, that's on the road. There's dips and glass and all kinds of things. So it's a tough journey. Debris. De Debris. <laughs> and so as you're going along the road, so like I, I, I categorize these four tires. If they're aired up well, it seems to make the journey still, it's not the easiest journey, but still it can make it a little bit better. 
because traveling anywhere on a flat tire usually doesn't doesn't go super doesn't well. Doesn't go well. No. Yeah. Um, but so those four tires of health are looking at relationships that you're in about your community could be one of those tires, like evaluating how healthy is this area of my life. Another area is if I'm learning, because if, if, if it feels like... Is that a tire? It's a tire. Learning yeah, is a tire. I'm trying to track with you Yeah, here. yeah. Okay. Ah, look, track. But like, so to one tire's community, another one is learning. And so it feels like when I stop learning, at least for me, I stop growing. And so there has to be something where I'm kind of continually gaining new information, new knowledge in my life. And so that's the second tire. The third tire is my physical health and making sure that I'm taking care of my body as much as I can. All right. And you're ready for the fourth tire? Is it, are you still tracking with me? I am. Okay. I am. And the fourth tire is spirituality, like my connection with God. And it seems like, because what we're asking all of us to do is to, to be forgiving, to be kind, to let things go. That's a pretty gargantuan task. And so we need some help to do that. And I really do believe that as we spend time with God, then all of a sudden there's a little extra help that comes our way and a little extra guidance that comes our way. And so that seems to be one of those tires that we need to be continually evaluating and making sure that it's nice and full of of air. And Tara might say, at least in my case, full mm-hmm. of hot air. So what are, what are your thoughts on well, my tire analogy? If anybody else got lost in Brock's metaphor here, um, we are going to be focusing on the tire yeah. spirituality. Well, I was setting it up that it was well, like, I, that's, that's an important So this is new to, to me too. I had, I had not heard that one. So wow. I just, I'm wrapping my brain around it. So, okay. but, I, but I am tracking. So yes, we're going to be kind of diving into spirituality. Well, I was setting it up today. because like all those things are important that I didn't want to diminish spirituality. It is vitally important for us to continue on the journey. Because if, if one of the tires is low or busted, it's going to be a tough journey. Mm, absolutely. Okay. I'm not getting a lot of good response on that one. So, all right. So in looking at spirituality, I think it'd be a good idea to define it first, what we're talking about. And so making sure that our spiritual health is in a good spot. So I always define spirituality as creating space to be with God. And so am I, as I look at my journey, am I creating that space where I can connect with God? And so that's how, that's just a simple, broad definition I would give of spirituality thoughts or any yeah, other definition. I totally agree with that. Um, just yeah, kind of the the health of our of our soul mm-hmm. and our ability to connect with God. Yeah, and so Tara, why would that be? As we talk about this in terms of the marriage relationship, why is that so important that we would have that tire aired up from from your perspective, from a, a therapist, from a just an all-around good egg perspective. Why is that so important that we think about that creating space to be with God when it comes to marriage? Because I think, you know, as a believer, we have this, we have the belief that it's us, our spouse, and God that creates this marriage unit, right? And that makes it stronger than just two people going at it, trying to make something work. Yeah. And as we've talked about before, two humans trying to merge their lives together, even if they have lots of things in common and similar interests, can be very difficult. And things come up. And so I think having God as a focal point and as a key player in that only assists us and Mm -hmm. helps us meet these, I think, like the the design that God has for marriage, I think that's the only way to go about it. Yeah. And so if we are 
creating this space for God and finding ways to connect with him, just like in that, the, uh, the cultural statement that you started with, yeah. you know, healthy you, healthy us, it's only going to improve the health of my marriage and be more honoring to God. Yeah. And this is a, a significant part of being healthy is that creating space to be with God. Um, I was told I couldn't share this analogy, but I'm going to anyway. So Tara, let's picture a triangle. If, <laughs> I did not. You, you told me I couldn't share it. But I I'm didn't not sure. Don't share it. Oh, there was there was some uh, consternation. This, oh, for the love. Okay. That's a big word. Go ahead, Pastor. Share right. it. So it's like you think about a triangle. I'm, I'm picturing what is that kind of? There's an isosceles. <laughs> is that the kind of triangle or parallel? Well, I don't know what they are, but if you think of two people, and the top is God. And you're both at the bottom of those corners and you're both pursuing God. You're ultimately growing closer to each other and closer to God. And so it seems like that intimacy with God fuels um, connection with God, obviously, but also fuels connection with one another Mm -hmm. and gives you the strength to do the things and reminders of the things that we're supposed to be doing. And so if, if look to the triangle next time you're wondering about being healthy and thinking about pursuing that relationship with God. So there, I shared my triangle Good story. Yeah, job. thank you. Okay, so Tara, as you're thinking about spirituality and why why is it so, as just as a Christian person, why is that so um, empowering? Why is that so vital to have that spiritual influence? Does that question make any sense? I'm getting a look like it's not a good question, so. Say it again. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't a good question. So. No, I might have. I might have gone to La La Land. So why, when you because it's not just like, hey, I'm in a good state, I'm feeling good necessarily because I'm pursuing God, but why, as a Christian person, why is that so important to have that connection? To God? Yes. Well, I mean, I think that is multifaceted, but we are, you know, wired for connection, I believe, with God mm-hmm. and then also humankind. And we're not meant to do things on our own and we need community and we need connection. And again, I think if we are chasing after that with God, that just sets a precedent and the tone for how we live our lives, but how we also connect with our spouse or our community. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's sometimes hard to articulate and right now would be one of those times, but it's, when I connect with God, like truly connect with God, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm, we're jiving. We, I feel like I'm in alignment. I don't feel alone in this. That's the part that's that can be difficult to articulate because there's nothing else like it. Mm. And so, if I am in a healthy spot with the Lord or leaning into that and I don't want to say getting something from it because that's not why we do it, but I, but I do get things from it. But if, I, if I'm pursuing that and I'm trying to deepen that connection and become healthier and more aware and closer to God, it's a, it's a sweet spot. Like there's, there, again, there's just nothing else like it. And so even if nothing else is going right in my life, there is a very deep foundational anchoring that happens that makes everything else seem manageable. Yeah. Does that 
yeah, makes sense. That's beautiful. Uh, the, you know, it's it's been interesting this semester. I do a little adjunct professoring on the side, and so I taught Old Testament survey and then jumped into New Testament survey. And it's the first time I've done those back to back, which doesn't make any sense, but it's the first time I've done that. And it was interesting as I look at God's relationship with the people of the Old Testament. Like they were given the law, they were given the covenant, mm-hmm. and said to live these things out. And they couldn't do it. They failed over and over and over again. And that's uh, then we get to the New Testament and the Messiah, Jesus comes on the scene. And it seems like one of the messages is that, hey, I my people have not been able to live out the law and do the things they've been asked to do. But now I'm going to give them the power to do that. Like they were trying it out of their own strength and their own will and they couldn't do it. But now you're given the power to think about other people, to forgive, to be kind. And so it feels like the things that we're asked to do in marriage is to sacrifice and forgive and be kind and all those things. It's like if we don't have that connection with God, it's just there's a little power loss that's mm-hmm. there. So we're like connected to the source that gives us the strength to do those things. And all of a sudden, uh, with the spirit of God's help that is now, and it's, it's interesting too, because you think about the temple in the Old Testament, and now we're called to be the temple. And so God's power, God's presence is living within us, and we actually have the power to begin to do the things that we're asked to do that's part of being in a loving, caring, kind relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big part of it too. If we're not connected to that power source, I, that sounds a little cheesy, but... Well, but it's if we're modeling Jesus, where that's the part that is, he was approachable and he made it very humanistic and, yeah. and doable. I mean, difficult sometimes, yeah. but do, it, it is doable. And without that piece, I think we would be floundering. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the car at the beginning with mixed reviews on my car analogy, but really spirituality seems to be, this This is where the analogy breaks down a little bit, but it seems to be the vehicle that we need to be able to, to do the things we're asked to do. If we don't have this vehicle, it's going to be very difficult to uh, be in that healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So sticking with the car theme, if we could. Okay. So um, Tara, one of the things that I found interesting over the years is that when we talk about spirituality and connecting with God, that people oftentimes get one view or one idea of how that is done. Um, so typically, what would you think if I were to ask you, like, how do people, when they say, hey, you need to connect with God, what, what would that look like for, for most people as they just hear that? Like, what do I think is a, a pretty generic go-to? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're going to get what I, like the Sunday school answers of like, you know, go to church, read mm-hmm. your Bible, um, worship, and like be a good person kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so one of the things that has been interesting for me as I've studied a little church history is it feels like there's during time certain time periods where there's, there's taught different ways to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a period of time when people were taught to connect with God called the scholastic period where studying the scriptures was a big deal, a big way to connect with God. Uh, there's been times when uh, people were the mystical period where people were called to prayer and to meditate, uh, meditate and fasting and uh, even the monastic period when they called to live in isolation. Uh, and so there's all these different ways throughout church history that people have been called to um, connect with God and do think, do and find that creating that space to connect with God, and it feels like even like kind of modern ways. It would be like have your devotions or whatever, but even uh, singing songs, which has always been a part of the church, but like mm-hmm. that seems to be the main vehicle in which people are taught to connect with God. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and that's the thing too. Like, 
that I think we want to get across and encourage more than anything in this is we can worship. Like, well, first of all, worship doesn't have to be just worshiping, like yeah. singing and music. It yeah. could. We can worship God in a variety of different ways and connect with God in a variety of different ways that is going to grow our spirituality. And so it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter, very traditional way of doing things. And there's a place for that and and that's fine, but there's so many ways that we can connect with God that sometimes, I mean, it doesn't have to be inside the walls of a church building Mm -hmm. by any means. And that's not always a popular thing in the modern church sometimes. Yeah. But again, if if our goal is to connect with the Lord. That's the goal. And we're doing that. It's okay not to, I think, let other people put their rules on us. Hey, everyone. We're going to pause the podcast right here. We have some more thoughts to say about this. And so we'll pick you up next time in the next episode. And so until then, have a great week. And remember to be mindful about your marriage. And remember, Tara is truly the expert here. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.